Hey, what's up my friends? It's Dr. Devin Tan. I am a youth forensic psychiatrist. I'm a dad. Welcome to the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. This is where we talk about parenting models, mental models, frameworks to help you navigate the trickiness that is family life in the digital age. Why does this exist? Why have I started this podcast? Why have I continued with this podcast? There's so much competing for our kids' attention these days. Social media, uh, wayward youth, um, lots of stuff, all the things, yeah? And if you're like me, I cannot stand to lose. I want my kids connected with me. I want to connect with my kids. I want to make the most of the limited time that I have with my kids because they're going to grow up and I don't want to regret anything. So if you're like me in that regard, you're in good company. Welcome. Today, I want to talk about stealing and lying. So it's a big topic, I know, and uh, I'm going to structure the episode and focus on just a few themes because clearly we can't cover it all in the scope of a, a podcast episode. Um, I'm going to talk about childhood stealing and lying. Of course, stealing and lying are things that adults do as well. But I want to talk a little bit about what is uh, normal, what is abnormal. Actually, let me backtrack because, you know, what is normal anyway? I suppose what I mean when I say abnormal, what I think I mean is pathological. So clearly there are pathological forms of lying and stealing, you know, where it's persistent, it's consistent, it's regular, it gets people into trouble, it makes life difficult for everyone who's exposed to that behavior. And then I want to talk about um, the determinants for said uh, behavior and then I'm going to talk a little bit about my philosophy for how you might uh, engage with the behavior, how you might address it, how you might deal with, deal with it. Uh, it's my own approach and my opi own opinion here. So I suppose I should say take it with a grain of salt. Um, it's not going to apply in every situation because that's impossible. But I hope that the principles um, herein can be adapted and molded to your tastes, to your personal situation. Uh, going further, I would say if you need specific individual help, Talk to your doctor, your therapist, or someone you trust who, who mentors you or can guide you, direct you, okay? All right, so for the most part, lying and stealing are normal human behaviors. Shock and horror. It's normal human behavior. Obviously, like I said before, okay, there are pathological forms which... Uh, which I mean, uh, you know, things like ram raids. There's a lot of stuff 
in the news these days about ram raids, you know, wayward youth, youth going crazy, right? What is the world coming to? Is it TikTok? <laughs> is it is it crypto? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Kids have been doing crazy things for millennia, okay? Adults have been doing crazy things for millennia. The media just focuses on stuff it wants to focus on. Uh, anyway, so for the most part, lying and stealing are normal human behaviors. And for the most part, there's no malice behind those behaviors. In my view, sometimes lying and stealing is in the eye of the beholder, okay? But let me continue and then hopefully it makes sense why I say this sort of stuff. I'm not trying to be provocative in any way. Um, and like I said earlier, let me reiterate, I recognize, I know that they are pathological behaviors, patterns of acting in a way that gets people into trouble, it gets other people into trouble, creates conflict. Okay, it makes people unhappy, yes? Of course, I know this. You know this. All right. However, it does not mean that if your child lies or steals that they're going to live a life of crime or that their trajectory is Mount Eden prison. Okay? Because people who adopt uh, certain behaviors like pathological lying or stealing, have other things going on in their lives that complicates um, their situation. It, it makes, makes it more likely for them to use lying or stealing um, as a form of getting what they want, getting what they need. It serves some kind of purpose, clearly, okay? but it gets them to trouble, gets other people to trouble, creates conflict. <coughs> Now, I've lumped stealing and lying uh, into this episode together, but they are a little different, obviously, different behaviors. But in terms of motivation, the principles for addressing them are the same. So why do kids steal and why do they lie? Well, there are, I think, uh, some main reasons. Uh, it's often to avoid something painful and noxious stimulus, like a, a scolding, you know, or um, discomfort, or to fulfill some unrequited need, you know, that they, they lack something, they, they're not satisfied, and so they have to fulfill that, that gap, that, that, that chasm with something. Uh, stealing in most of the cases that I come across, most of the boring cases that I come across, not boring to the people who are subjected to that behavior, of course, but in most cases, stealing often is uh, kids taking stuff from mum or dad, credit cards, money, money in wallets lying around, you know, uh, that sort of stuff. And it's very common. It's very common. Um, and it doesn't necessarily indicate that that child who has acted in that way is going to lead a life of crime. Okay? 
But it's very important that that child learns about what it means to be honest. And um, some, some people come down very hard on their kids. And sometimes that is necessary. Okay? But as a general rule, coming down hard on your kids should not be uh, a rule of thumb. All right? Of course... With every, if, with every intervention, kids need to have some, uh, some learning around boundaries, yes. And they need to have some learning around the, the value and the philosophy that has given rise to uh, the reason for that boundary. So to me, that's, that what, that's what uh, that's how you tell whether an intervention or approach is good enough, you know, if it has those elements. Okay, so <clears throat> in most of the cases that I come across where stealing is an issue in clinic, okay, and also um, outside of clinic, there's some kind of conflict or insecurity in the primary relationship. Uh, there's something that's not settled, something that is unstable. And sometimes there, when you dig down into the behavior, there are other aspects of family life that are troubled. For, for example, there might be a lack of attachment or connection between the child and the primary caregiver. And so there is this need for the child to fulfill some gaping wound, some something that they're missing they're unfulfilled, they're not satisfied, and so they take things into their own hands and then they, they act out in certain ways. Um, like, you know, it might not necessarily be stealing or lying, but sometimes stealing or lying manifests as um, a, a signal behavior uh, pointing to some kind of friction happening underneath it, which might stem from disconnection or uh, some kind of conflict or insecurity in the primary relationship with uh, a caregiver. Like I, like I say in one of my resources, you know, uh, and actually someone else said this, and you know, a lot of people say it, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. The behavior we see, i.e. stealing or lying, is sometimes indicative of some underlying factor that uh, might have eluded us um, until now. Why I say until now, well, now we're going to try and figure out what that, what that is. So we can spend a, a whole session on this. We can spend a whole day on it, but we, we can't. So some big ticket things to note. What are those things that might elude us? Those factors that create friction that then generates um, behavior like stealing or, or lying. So conflict in the relationship, insecurity, or some unfulfilled need. Or <clears throat> might be immaturity. You know, a kid, children do, children who do well can do well. That sounds a little bit tautological and circular, but let me break it down. So when, when children with a certain set of skills are faced with a situation that uh, overwhelms them, overwhelms their, their, their capacity to deal with problems uh, because they don't have the skills to deal with said problems, then that creates friction 
Now, a child is going to act in a way that is probably inappropriate um, because they don't have the skills to deal with a particular situation um, that they're ill-equipped for. Okay? So if kids will do well if they can do well. So if you have a child with um, the ability to delay gratification, they remember that it's not a good idea to take something that does not belong to you. You know, they've remembered that and they know that if they do take something that does not belong to them, it might cause pain for someone else. Uh, so, you know, the kid has the ability to remember that lesson, but they also have the ability to put themselves in someone else's shoes. Hence, they, they appreciate the reason for the boundary. Then they are more likely to not steal when the opportunity presents itself. You know, a wallet shows up on a table in front of them uh, with money in it, okay? But if a child does not have those requisite skills, who knows what they're going to do with it? They might steal. No surprise, okay? They might steal. No surprise. So kids do well if they can do well. So maturity is a... Um, is one of those big ticket things to note when you're trying to work out uh, the factors that increase the likelihood of children stealing or, 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 or lying. Um, so uh, immaturity, unfulfilled need, insecurity, conflict. Conflict. So the answer then is to, uh, to address all those factors, right? Easier said than done, of course. Yes, right? So uh, in the case of children who might not be fulfilled in some way, uh, where they're seeking something to satisfy some deeper need for edification, um, these kids need connection with their grown-ups, with the people that care for them. There's some kind of relational disconnect and um, it's going to be a day by day. Uh, it's it, it has to be day by day, week by week, month by month. Something that you need to work on is your relationship. So, if you're in that situation, I uh, I, I certainly would encourage you to to review um, the. The archive of this podcast. Um, also, go look up the stuff I've written on my website in in the blog section. And um, if you're so inclined, check out the courses. I think I think it'll help you. Um, because in many cases there is unresolved conflict at home, and um, parents feel at a loss to know what to do. Um, and so, yeah, I encourage you to go and check out the resources that we've got on, on the website. Um, because if, it, if a child is feeling disconnected and they're literally at a loose end, literally, figuratively, that 
that uh, that produces the conditions for certain behaviors that you don't want to see, like stealing or lying. Okay, okay. So, um, let me just pause and um, and just recap what we've talked about. We've talked about the conditions that make it more likely for kids to act out. Conflict within a primary relationship, insecurity, unfulfilled need. Okay, the next layer then relates to uh, maturity and skills. So what sort of skills am I referring to? Okay, so <clears throat> I broad, broadly speaking, I like to think about um, resilience, skills that um, increase or improve resilience or kids' tolerance for frustration and stress. But it also uh, speaks to their ability to handle and manage uh, emotional distress that comes with conflict. And in the case of stealing, you know, the ability or the capacity to delay gratification. So I think these are really key skills that, you know, children who don't steal a lot or lie a lot will possess skills um, in those areas. Um, so let me recap again. Um, delay, delay, the ability to delay gratification, the skill set that helps them to regulate their emotions around conflict, their ability to tolerate stress and frustration, um, and kids who don't have skills <laughs> in, in, in those areas m are more, more likely to, to do things like, like steal and, and lie. Okay, so if, you're, if you have a situation where you have a child in your house uh, who's stealing a lot, lying a lot, obviously you want to teach them the importance of honesty, right? You want to teach them the importance of honesty. But if you do not, if you don't address the conditions that produce that behavior, if you don't have a good idea of what skills they lack or need to develop, then teaching them the importance of honesty might not stick. And habits are very hard to reverse unless you address those causal factors or determinants um, in those areas I just mentioned before, the conditions and the skills uh, in order to... Um, to not steal or, or lie, okay, if I can put it in, in those sorts of terms. Because uh, if you don't address those, you have, you'll have a hard time changing course. You could be the best teacher of honesty and, um, you know, you might, you might um, punish kids over and over and over and over again and they never learn. They never learn. Why? It's not because they can't learn. 
it's because you have not yet addressed the conditions or uh, addressed the skill deficits that they have. So, in your situation, I, I invite you to, to, to draw up a table. Think about those conditions uh, I, 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 um, I mentioned earlier. Think about those skill areas. Uh, write those down. And then just reflect on whether those are areas that need to be addressed in your life or your kid's life. Okay, and then uh, look for resources to address each of those things. Um, and then you'll have greater success um, at reducing uh, stealing or lying behavior once you start to teach kids about honesty, okay? Hope that makes sense. So, um, so I, I just, maybe I should just say a few things. Um, I'm now going to probably meander a little bit and wander a little bit. Uh, how do you resolve conflict? How do you fix your connection? How do you improve your re resilience and kids? Um, well, uh, let me just say, go and do the empathic discipline course. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I should have called it the moral discipline course. I really do invite you to go and do it. Um, you know, check it out, huddlewisdom.com forward slash practice. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of time to do. It's an audio course. Go and listen to it. You can listen to it while you're jogging, while you're exercising, while you're in the car. I really do believe that the principles in that course will help help you with a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, and if it, hey, listen, if it doesn't ask me for your money back, I'll give it back to you, give it back to you. Or sometimes you can wait for times when I um, announce special limited time offers, you know, where you can just pay what you want. Um, but, you know, it's money well worth spending. You know, it doesn't <laughs> cost less than the consultation Cost less than a meal out at a restaurant. Um, <laughs> you know why? Why not? Why? Why not invest that time and money into something like that, so that your kids can thrive, so that you can thrive. Anyway, okay, I'll stop harping on about that. One little hint I might be able to share with you that could be helpful is when you're having conversations with kids about. Um, lying, okay, and you've detected that <laughs> they've not told the truth. One thing that I like to sometimes say to kids is, hey, um, you know, was that a real or a pretend story? Uh, I'll give you a minute to, to, to start again. Maybe, you know, <laughs> let's, start, let's start over. There was a lot of stuff that you, you shared with me just now. Let's, uh, and I, I'm not sure if I caught everything there. Do you want to just start over again and tell me again? And sometimes uh, they might not retell the story because they're embarrassed or they've, they've uh, cottoned on to the fact that you've, you've, you've caught them, yes? But sometimes they will. And if they do, watch, look out for inconsistencies and discrepancies in the story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right? Um, that's, that's fun for me. I find it quite, quite fun to pick out. You know, oh, you, you said this... Um, uh, last time, but uh, 
you know, as you're telling me again, it sounds like you're remembering something a bit different. Is, is that right? Like, what, what? So I think having a kind of naive approach to a kid's story can be quite helpful once you detect that they might not be telling you the truth. Uh, because it allows them to save face, which reduces the risk of embarrassment, which, which, which makes it more difficult for them to, to give you the story. Okay? So you want them to, to, to feel safe. You want them to trust you that they're not going to be... Um, they're not going to be uh, punished, if that makes sense. Okay, so this, of course, works much better if you have a secure relationship, a secure attachment in the first place. So you need to fix the conditions. You need to address the skill deficits. It's going to work much better for you. Then when you focus on teaching your kids about honesty, it sticks much better. And goes without saying, you have to set a good example as well for your kids. Be consistent. Okay. The other thing I'll say is, um, assuming that you've, you've addressed the conditions and skill deficits, or at least you're working on those things, um, then catch your kids telling the truth. Catch your kids doing the honest thing. Catch them. Okay. Look out for things to praise. Always, always be on the lookout for things to praise. And then just rain down the praise on those things. All right. Um, this works a lot better if you have a community of like-minded adults who are also singing from the same page. Because a lot of these things... A lot of these approaches takes active engagement. Okay, it's not just a one day you do this and then it's fixed. No, it's every day, it's every week, it's every month, it's every year. And if you have a challenging child, I'm sorry to have to say that more is required of you. You, you, you simply cannot just outsource help. Okay, there is help available. Yes. Um, but you also have to understand some of this stuff here. And I do encourage you to listen to this again. Um, go through the podcast episodes um, and um, check out the courses. I know it help. I know it will help. I hope it helps. Um, I've <laughs> I'm at risk of rambling on now. Uh, I'll stop. I've run out of time. Uh, I hope that this was helpful. If you did find it helpful, please leave me a review. It goes a long way. Helps increase visibility. And share it with your friends and family if you think it was helpful. If you didn't, then, you know, um, thank you for listening anyway. Um, and I look forward to catching up with you next time. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks, my friends. My name is Dr. Devin Tan. I'm a psychiatrist, host of the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. Thank you for your time. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you next time, I hope. Cheers. Bye.